Oh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Simon Head. Welcome to the Apple Lock Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by FetchClass.com. FetchClass.com is a teaching and learning system where you can teach and be taught in a video conference. It's free to join as a student, and it's free to join as a teacher. Go to FetchClass.com for more information. This episode is also brought to you by Musician's Friend. Go to Appalog.ca and click on the Musician's Friend banner. You will then be able to shop knowing that you'll be supporting the show. Musician's Friend is a lot better, and I know that probably 80 or 90% of you that listen to this show are musicians, so go there, okay? Also, I have a click-through program with Amazon. So go to the same page, Appalog.ca, on the homepage. You will see Amazon banners on the right side. And you can, whether you're from the United States, UK, or from Canada, you can click on those banners, bookmark the banners, and shop away knowing that you're actually supporting the show as well. You can buy anything on Amazon. I don't think you can buy real people or wives, mail-order wives, but I think you can order dish soap, uh, Christmas presents, electronics, all sorts of cool things, okay? Thank you so much. I want to let you know about my Patreon campaign. Go to patreon.com slash and pledge to the show. You can pledge as little as a dollar a month and you'll be supporting the show in amazing ways by helping me put some gas in the tank, helping me out with fees for hosting and things like that, okay? And the good thing about Patreon is that you can, you can cancel whenever you want. Okay, so it's not like a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter where you've thrown in money and there you're done. This is a little drips and drabbles, and it's a very cool little program for me, and it helps me out a lot. Okay, thank you so much. Also, go to applelog.ca slash shop and go buy a t-shirt, because I have t-shirts for sale now. T-shirts are, going, I think they're 20 bucks. And if you're in the Durham region of Canada, I will hand deliver the shirt. How about that? That's pretty cool, right? So, there you go. Um, what else do I need to talk to you about? Oh, follow me on Twitter at SimonHead666. Like the show on Facebook. Um, so, facebook.com slash Pod. And I believe that's everything I need to tell you right now. Today on the show, I have Miss Stella Maria Panacci. Stella and I go way back, almost to the old days of Pickering. Uh, music, uh, she's a musician. She's a songwriter. And uh, just a sweetheart, all in all. And we sat down in her apartment, which was very close to my old recording studio, actually. And we talked and talked and talked. And I actually recorded some songs as well. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play you three songs throughout this interview. So there might be an abrupt stop, and it'll be me talking again. And then there'll be a song. Okay, so this song is called Spinning. And it features Andrew Shack. And I'm sorry if I'm butchering your last name, Andrew. Andrew Shack on electric guitar. I'll put it on the uh, Facebook page, and you'll be able to click, and you'll be able to see the video, because I took some video as well. So here we go. Spinning by Stella Panacci, featuring Andrew Shack on guitar. Bam. Which way is it? 
No burps indeed. Stella Panacci with Andrew Schack. And I'm so sorry if I'm butchering your last name. I should have, you know, I realize the more I actually do this, I can't spell. I have trouble spelling. I have trouble pronouncing people's last names. I just, I'm, I'm a troubled soul when it comes to, I should have studied harder in school. So anyways, that was a good song. And here we go now into the interview with Miss Stella Panacci on the Applaud Podcast. 
I want to sound better than you. Okay. Well. Hello. Well, that's the headphones. <laughs> if I if I talk like this, do I yeah, sound better? Than must, you? Just just get re- just relax. You know, speak like this and everything. I'm going to use my man voice. Your man voice. My friend's a school teacher, and um, one of her the parents asked to speak to the music teacher because their daughter, who's four years old, has a bit of um, a deep voice, and they thought that she'd be teased by the children. So, is there exercises that they could do? Really. To make her voice more feminine at four. You gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Really? And Patty went over to them. She goes, Hi, I'm the music teacher. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm so confused by this. They were trying to mitigate bullying before bullying could be bullying, but in and fact. And then giving her, their daughter a complex <laughs> about her voice. That is, in fact, bullying. Right? You were bullying you and now your parents to make your daughter speak That's like exactly a little girl. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's odd. It's mm. ridiculous. Oh my god! So, like, that's like—I don't think that would have been a problem t- twenty years ago. Even if, well, it would have been a Seinfeld episode. Yeah, unless <laughs> it was like a neurotic Jewish family from the Hamptons. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable, right? Yeah. Making some tea. I'm just making the kettle warm just in case we want anything else. There okay. we go. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Stella Marie Panacci. It sounds like a sandwich. Yeah, well, my whole name sounds like an Italian pasta. It's, it's Stella Maria Panacci. <laughs> my, you know, do you remember Ian from Winters College? Who uh, he ran the Absinthe Pub. Oh, is he the the owner? Of, yeah, he looked like a scruffy kind yeah, of yes. uh, Jim Henson Muppet. Yep. Um, he used to, when I came down the hall, he'd go, do, 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 Stella Maria Panacci. <laughs> He's still there. I, I think know. the Absinthe is the only privately owned pub in... On campus? On campus now, yeah. Wow. Like, if, I think of him, and I think of what he does every year, and it's kind of weird. <laughs> like, he's consistently in 20-year-old psyches. Yeah. It's got to change you. It's like, got to change you. He's 50 years old now. Yeah. So every year he goes, he does, it's like Groundhog Day for him. He booked shows. I uh, know. Yeah. That I played bands that we'd go. I, and, we used to play there. It's crazy. Trying to find it the first time, although you live there. Yeah. Any university, trying to find a university is the most. And trying to find parking. Uh, well, you know, the parking. But the idea of finding a building that has no address and a room in a a room in a yeah, building. like wandering around like, like uh, Spinal Tap. Good luck. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. So um, you're originally Pickering. Pickering? I was born in North York, but I was raised in Pickering, Ontario. Yeah. The rustiest. Rustiest. <laughs> what part of Pickering are you? Um, Rosebank South. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Is that good? Um, well, it was a cul-de-sac right on the Rouge Valley where the Rouge Valley meets Lake Ontario. So you live by Matt White. Petticoat Creek. Mm-hmm. Matt White, I think, lived in... Um, I thought he was... Oh, he's West Shore. Yeah. No, uh, is it West Shore? I think he was West Shore. Who cares? He lived near the Blue Band. The yes. Blue Band uh, Plaza. Yeah, he used to work there. And my grandmother was very adamant about me not hanging out with the Blue Band Wallachers. He wrote songs, though, a lot of people didn't know how... Like, he wrote songs that people were, like, blown away by. So he was kind of like, he's insane, but he's a genius with music. Really? Yeah. 
and he wrote these songs and he put out some albums and I've met people in the States who've heard of Two Line Filler and hold it to this, you know, this respect. Like Fugazi or something. Uh-huh, yeah. This, wow. And they have no idea that they're from, uh, Two Line like Filler is based Ontario. out of Pickering or, yeah. Yeah, and they know his voice because they would have That's talked wild. to him on the phone. Yeah, yeah. So enough about Matt White. Hmm. Hmm. Let's talk about you. And when, Raz. Yeah, and Raz or Razul. <laughs> I, I know Razul was a professional gambler. I had no idea. Uh-huh. I'm f- learning the secrets of my youth. <laughs> I hear. I hear about all this through uh, Alan Shaw, who Who's also was in Two Line Filler and played in a band called Drop Forge. Okay. Um, eight pound test. He's an any four a four square guitar player too. Like he's a very old. You'd know him. So, him and Paul Shedlich were like okay. Steve's in Two Line Filler. Oh, uh, but yeah. Razul was a professional gambler. I don't. I think last year. I don't know if he still is. But he's. Is he a professional on the side of winning? I think so. <laughs> You'd only be professional if you were winning. <laughs> I guess. Because if you're losing, then you're just damn you Keep it on the DL. You're like, I'm a gambler. Well, yeah, how much money do you make? Ooh, oh, I mortgaged my lost house every- twice. <laughs> lost everything. <laughs> my wife's left me. Uh, but I'm, I'm a gambler. Professional gambler means that you've actually made something out of yourself. Well, Razu was gambler very is a smart. problem. Gambler is a problem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Raz. Yeah. Raz, uh, we played the best trick uh, gag on the earth on Raz when I was recording uh, Eight Pound Test. It was one of the first albums I ever recorded. And we called up Raz and said, oh, we accidentally erased all your bass takes. <laughs> but it's okay because Simon's going to play it. Oh, my God. You should have seen his, I don't know what, I didn't hear the other side of the phone conversation. He probably dropped the phone. Losing his mind. Yeah. For that period. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, a really mean prank. I know. I think we hung on to it for a couple hours after, too. I don't think we even let the cat out <laughs> oh of the bag. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. So let's talk about you. Okay. Stella let's talk Marie. about me. You ever thought about just being Stella Marie? Sounds like a wine. Um, I think um, a couple of my aunt's friends call me Stella Marie. Yeah. Why would Is I think like, about that? I don't <laughs> know. Well, that, it's, it's like a panet, panacci. Panachi. You're just adding. You're adding. I think I'm just gonna go by Stella. Stella. There you go. Because nobody else is Stella. Stella is a very old English old person's like who name. Who else is Stella? It's an old person's name. Mm, it's not anymore though. I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. This summer, I met a bunch of little three-year-olds named Stella. Really? It's probably because of Stella McCartney. Oh, okay. And it cycles through those cool names. It's yeah. not Dakota and Madison and Brooke. Brooke. I didn't know that was Brooke with an E at the end. Yeah. Really? Or oh, uh, Jagger. How about that one? Jagger? Jagger is like one of the most popular Hollywood names to call your kid. I had no idea. Mm. I don't know. Ashley things. Simpson just had a baby. She called her Jagger or him. I don't know. What Jagger it is. Simpson. Jagger Simpson. It sounds like a character from The Simpsons. Jagger. Really? Uh, after I'm Mick Jagger. Jagger Simpson. After Mick Jagger. Yeah. Because Mick isn't good enough. It'd be Jagger Mick Simpson. That's really bad. That sounds bad. Scottish then. No. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Um, we are supposed to be here to be talking? Or Apple. <laughs> We're just shooting Let's the talk shit. about baby names. Okay, baby. Apple is a bad name. Let's just for shoot baby. the shit until, and then you can edit it later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't give a shit. No, that's okay. I'm the coffee's still kicking in. So uh, what are you this selling? Is good. What are you What are you promoting on this? Uh, Nothing. Church? <laughs> I'm just here to hang out with you, Simon. <laughs> I'm here to promote my new book <laughs> that I haven't written yet. I haven't written it yet. Nope. 
Um, um, okay, what do you want to know? I'll tell you. Uh, you came back from New York. Yes. Why were you in New York? Oh, nothing exciting. Is it still scary? Oh, New York City's um, not scary at all. It's annoying as fuck. Like, oh. don't bring a car. Just don't do it. <laughs> I've driven Manhattan a bunch it's, of times. It's just like, you know what? It's parking. Like, driving is fine. Try to park there. It's, it's expensive. Like, it's not It's not only expensive, but it's going to cut into an hour and a half of your time just to find a parking spot yeah. 20 blocks from where you want to be. It's been like that forever. I, you know, I remember going there in the it's 90s and, and having to like, rather than getting a hotel and paying for parking is to just drive into Hoboken and get a cheap hotel in yeah. Hoboken and then you've paid for parking and a hotel and you get your own hotel. Yeah. Everybody stays in Manhattan, has their fun. Um, I used to go to New York when I was about 20. Actually, you know, I went to New York once with Justin Paroff. Do you remember Justin from Broken Social Scene? I do. Okay, yeah, so yeah. So he used to be our drummer back in the day in Cat Rocket. Mm -hmm. And I took a plane with him to New York. And on the plane, he told me that he was 20 and not 21. Oh, crap. And I was like, oh, you idiot. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I was like, oh, we're not going to get into anywhere. But uh, we snuck him in to go to the knitting factory to see uh, Thurston Moore and Cecil Taylor play together. Wow. It was pretty cool. Uh -huh. um, so I gave him my camera and just said, go play. Go off from the Amazing. Play. You know, and I was like so cool back then that yeah. I sat on the floor and wrote in my diary <laughs> how retarded. On the floor. Yeah, like yeah. I just like thought it's so cool. Like I go in the corner and bring my diary out and start writing about my life and at the Cecil Taylor and there's some more concerts. Do you have that somewhere we could break it out and you could read from it? <laughs> no. Dear diary, I'm Dear sitting on the floor. Diary, I'm at this club <laughs> and Justin's bugging me, so I give him my camera to go away. Um, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I'm so cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, why did you go to New York? You were living down there for what? For how long? Are you talking about this? Yeah, this summer? last time. Yeah. I was. I was. I can't tell you. It's secret. <sighs> I'm sorry. Gosh. Well, this isn't coming out until next year, so you might as well just tell me what it is. Well, I was kind of um, with a family that lives in Toronto, and I travel with them, <laughs> and I am their uh, girl Friday, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I just help them out with whatever they need. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you got you have some disclosure then. You can't. You can't. Yeah, I can't. I I do have. Yeah, I signed a confidentiality agreement, but mm -hmm. I just, I lived in the Hamptons for the summer. Um, it sounds glamorous. Um, it is for some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful there. Yeah. 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 I didn't say if I've ever been to the Hamptons. Um, There's no punk shows in the Hamptons. Do you know what? I met Steven Spielberg there. Really? Did you have the beard and the glasses? And I have a selfie. You want to see it? Yeah, yeah. So um, I'll put the mic right up to it so they can. Okay, put the <laughs> mic up to this. Picture. This is good podcasting right here. <laughs> um, well, anyways, I'll find it while we're talking. But um, so you met him and you were like, because I guess I was in East Hampton at the Starbucks, right? And um, I saw him, and he went up to the counter, and I'm like, "Is that him? It looks like him." And um, then all the kids that are behind the counter are like 20. They don't know who Steven Spielberg is. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, they asked for the name for mm -hmm. the Starbucks cup. And he said, Steve. 
And then I was like, okay. That's him. And then I went up to him like, are you Steven Spielberg? And he's like, yes, but don't blow my cover kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, of course, I'm totally keeping this on the down low. And I've, of course, gushed to him that it's the 40th anniversary of Jaws. I am mm-hmm. 40. No, oh, I'm not allowed to say that, right? <laughs> I have to be 29 forever. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Your image has just gotten torn now. I know. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I'm at the place where Jaws was filmed. Meeting the creator of Jaws. Yeah. And it's my favorite movie of all time. It, I'm sure it like damaged everybody's psyche in the entire universe. Yeah, I remember. Swimming, right? I remember seeing it at the TP. You saw it? I saw it in the TP uh, at, uh, in Pickering, uh, oh. which is now a Loblaws. And I still, I watched it on... Was it the TP movie theater? Yeah, the drive-in. I remember that. Uh-huh. Oh I saw God. Jaws there. Yeah, I saw Jaws there with my Frank kids. It was near Frank Vatiers? Huh? Was it near Frank Vatiers where the Loblaws is? It's where Loblaws is. Yeah. That's where it's on that same whole area. Oh, But memories. I remember watching, I saw it just like a couple of weeks ago and I'm watching the movie and I see, oh my God, that is Steven Spielberg. And he had to take three because the first one wasn't good enough. They look all the same. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I watched Jaws on, on the TV a couple of weeks ago and there's an image of a leg going down through the, one of the first kills you see a yeah, swimmer's yeah. leg and i i went back to being seven years old again watched i was like oh my god he got scared my mom listens to this podcast and mom you've forever torn my psyche <laughs> i can't i watch it i remember it's freaking out in, in the car psyche i remember watching it in the car at the tp and freaking out and my mom said i don't think this is a very good idea no. like going to see jaws with For my seven year old yeah because it was all the whole family went right and yeah. Bad wow. News. Bad news. I remember going well, by. That was like um, the Mustang. Remember the Mustang driving up in Lindsay, Ontario? Uh, not really. There's um, one. In, there was one in Pefferlaw and there was, I think there still Mount is Albert. one in Mount Albert. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Mount Albert, I went and saw when it was only one screen. I think it's closed now too. We took the kids there. There's a whole idea now with the gate, with the back gate of your car. They give you string to tie it so it doesn't go too high. And you back your car in, you lift up the gate, and then you set up your whole world back there. Your camp. <laughs> and you, it's all radio transmission now. So you just put the stereo system on your car and tune to the right channel. That's so cool. And it sounds amazing. It's this, this whole family I saw show up to this one movie, The Drive-In, with a hibachi. They, they no came out, way. yeah, literally came out, dropped the hibachi. I thought it was funny that both <laughs> parents, short ribs. both parents were smoking <laughs> at the same time. I thought, this is this family. This family has been. To drive-ins before they're professional they are professional drive-in goers patrons wow and uh the, the, the guy came up and said they're lighting a charcoal hibachi like you can't you can't have a fire Is, here okay you can't do this so they had to move it off over this little hill where they were cooking their burgers and stuff and i thought crafty i've learned something wow yeah no i said i saw et that was my second insane horror experience what do you think about them changing the whole thing around? What? Well, instead of instead of guns, the cops they CGI'd radios into the cops' hands for the whatever edition that they re-released on DVD a couple of years ago. Why? Because they wanted to make it more family-oriented. 
That's so stupid. It is weird, like because they they had like that is pistols. so dumb. It's near the end. It's where... I know, but it's the sign of the times. Like I know, you, ha you can't. It's like messing with Stanley Kubrick's The Shining or something. I know, and like, no one would and, ever and putting a glass of milk instead of Jack Nicholson's scotch. No one would ever like, dare do that. It's so you know? dumb. Well, I think that's a problem too with not with just Spielberg, I love but those Lucas. Seventies and... movies where everyone's smoking and yeah. drinking and yeah, slap slapping their children around. <laughs> You know, good old. You can't, you can't mess that up. I know. That's a, that's a period piece. Well, the whole, well, I think the whole idea is now they can. Like if Lucas always said, like Star Wars is never finished. You know, he always kept tweaking Star Wars. Yeah. Even to the part of making Han Solo shoot after Greedo. This is the whole debate in the in the cantina scene, where Greedo says, "I've been waiting a long time to do this." Well, they rearranged the scene to make it look like Greedo shot first. Oh, my God. And there was this whole campaign because... But that messes up um, Harrison Ford's character because he doesn't him, look as badass. That's right. So then he's not badass anymore. That's right. The that's so dumb. I know. Because Ugh. there's... Well, I don't understand why they would do that. But the whole idea of being able you to take what? a movie... Everyone makes mistakes and nobody's perfect. And like, that's what makes someone a badass. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, yeah I mean, the high, uh, the idea that they can do that and without it, but they can now keep releasing different versions of it. But now he looks it. like a pussy. Try to look for, you know, you can't find it, original Star Wars release. It's like... You can't find it? No, it's like it, I can, even, unless it's a VCR tape in a value village somewhere. You oh. will never find the true release of Star Wars that had the bad... Do you know, have effect. VHS? I do. Well, yeah, it's not plugged in anymore. I have a I have a copy of the Goonies. <sighs> really? Do you want it? I I don't, I don't. Can my kids watch that? Yeah, man, it's the yeah. best movie ever. Yeah, it's uh, so cool. I will take it. Do you remember it? I do. I'm trying With to remember it now. I remember Chester the song. Copper Pot. Wasn't there a song? Didn't no. Cindy Lauper put a song in there? Oh yeah. Goonies song, right? Uh, no. No, or am I thinking? No, there was a Goonies single from Cindy Lauper. I forget. We'll have to fact check that. I have I a whole remember, team. Um, <laughs> Staff. Okay. The, the researchers can mm -hmm. get on there that. Right now. Get on that. Get on that. <laughs> okay. Um. You're the best, Simon. Thank you. Thank you. Don't flatter me in front of the audience. No, it's... um. That's theater of the mind we just uh, did there, by the way. Oh. Yeah. Really? See, I pretended there was another person. A one-man show. <laughs> That's bad stand-up. You should take it to off-Broadway. That, that was my point. One-man shows. We were talking about this on the way here. Terrible stand-up. It's bad stand-up. It's, it's not supposed to be funny. The One-Man Show by Simon Head. Uh, I think to myself, I say self. What a wonderful world. Mm. I like your uh, your digs here, by the way. I haven't even mentioned where I'm at. I'm at it's my crib. Stella's crib. Where it's sort of in the eastern Yorkin part. East Chomping York. on some lady fingers. <laughs> That's good podcasting. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> We're just having Trying a get snack. Anyway. Just get some coffee. <laughs> it's coffee talk, okay? Oh, listening to a candle. <laughs> My Yankee candle. <laughs> This is, uh, I don't know if anybody's going to find this interesting. Oh, I like that. Isn't that cool? <laughs> CIA cup. That's also good podcasting. When you when you show something and then it's just that dead quiet. <laughs> Phone's going, I'm showing, what? I'm showing him things to show into the microphone. It's not working. Mm. Steven Spielberg. Can you see my cup? 
it's not I working. It, I have it attached to the microphone. Oh, I close my eyes to see if it works. There's no camera on oh, the mic. Oh, I know why. But it's not against my ear. <laughs> I wonder you if I can get feedback too. if I do this. <laughs> no, that won't work. I don't normally break the action here, but I got to let you know. I have a show, live taping of the podcast, January 27th, 2017, everybody. Go to the Facebook page and you will be able to attend the show, see how, and see who we're doing. We actually, actually, Stella's on the show. Also, Justin Small. So it's an all Pickering event. So I want to see everybody coming out from Pickering to come see these two lovely people talk in front of people, maybe play some music, okay? So I'm going to play you one more song. This song is called Carry On by Stella Panacci. Um, I need more coffee. Yeah, I do too. 
<laughs> I guess I should tell the story about how Stella and I met. I'll tell that story. Uh, Stella and I met back in the day of uh, some year in 1990s. And uh, Stella played a band called Cat Rocket. And Cat Rocket was a cool band that actually had... Who was... Oh, from um, Danko. Um, John... Calabrese, another Italian name that I can't pronounce. John Calabrese, who um, was a, also went on to do Danko Jones, who played um, guitar in that. Darren Donahue. Darren, who also went on to. I know he had a lot of pedals on his guitar. Yeah. You should probably talk into the mic. Yeah. God, we had a kind of list of people. Well, you played drums for a while. Yeah, I, well, the band started with me playing the drums and singing. And I was 17 years old. And our first gig was at the Opera House. Wow, and that's a I big remember show. back then. That's like, a big show. Yeah, it was <laughs> with, um, who was it with? I forget, like, rival, not rival sons, but sons of somebody who... Who has a clue? I don't know. <laughs> um, but back then, um, it was really weird being a girl in a band. Can you believe it? <laughs> I think you told me a story. Remember the old guy that owned the opera house? Where oh. he's like, no girlfriends. Oh. oh my God. I got that all the time. You told me that There's story. There's no girlfriends allowed. I'm like, I'm in the fucking band, you <laughs> asshole. And then... Um, Another thing happened was the sound guy. He came over to us. We're all hanging out, like, mm -hmm. being cool. And uh, he comes over. He goes, which one of you is the drummer? And I said, I am. And he went, <laughs> uh, where's the drummer? Oh, my God. And I was like, I'm the drummer. He didn't believe me. And the guys had to vouch for me and say, she's the drummer. She's the drummer. And that wasn't even that long. What was that, 1922? It was in 1898, 30 years after slavery was abolished. Um, and really, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. But guess what? It's no different today. It's 2015. And oh, it's like, it's cool to have a chick drummer. Really? Mm -hmm. How come? <laughs> Discuss. Um, I don't know if it is. Is it a novelty? I it's remember a novelty okay. to see like women even now playing musical instruments it's it's still a boys club there was this weird interesting moment i'd say about 10 or 15 years ago where a lot of like emo bands decided to get a keyboard player uh-huh and it would usually be a attractive key, yeah but i mean girl. girls always played piano yeah i mean that's like but it was sort of a that's thing still like feminine and you know yeah. but it's like a girl to play an electric guitar or to play the bass or play the drums is like, I mean, obviously it's gotten a lot better. But drummers, you say in particular there's a there's an issue. I think hmm. that they're just considered still a novelty because whenever I get on the drums, people are like, oh, you play really well. <laughs> and I'm like, as opposed for, for, for a, a girl. girl. <laughs> yeah, that's what they want to say, right? Mm. So how come? Like, it's like, 
I think there's like. Is there some sort of primal like go back to middle age caveman styles where men would bang on drums to try to think bring women you know out of is? the cave? It's, is some... it's just I think it's total conditioning from when we're kids, mm-hmm. and it's like trucks for boys and dolls for girls. Okay, yeah. And I still feel like it's rock and roll for boys, and you know, violin for girls. Yeah. You know? Not that, like, I know that it's completely way more adjusted, mm-hmm. but it's not. <laughs> Rock yeah. and roll still fucking boys club. So yeah. Yeah. I, you know, but you know, there's been a lot of strong women come out of rock and roll and like positive rock and roll women too, like Pat Benatar. I know, she, but she's a hundred. Joan Jett. They're all a hundred. I know. Who's, but uh, but they, even in the most misogynist time of rock and roll in the early or mid 80s they're pioneers they still came out like chrissy hind i know like, because they're damn strong pioneers yeah you know like yeah. they're they're like i just think of how much energy it takes to fight for what you need yeah. like uh money at the end of the show or mm-hmm. getting the band together and having those guys listen to what you have to say and having them organized and yeah. At the end of the show, packing everything up, it was all on my shoulders mm-hmm. um, when it came to gigs. Like, I just remember being like how much energy it took. Yeah. And then finally, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. You, know, you don't want to be I, in a band? No, I don't want to play the drums. I don't want to be responsible for driving everybody here and back, packing my drum kit up. I remember, I remember getting to a club and the guys were like, we got our amps up okay yeah. and like they wouldn't help and i'd be like lugging up the bass and the snare the cymbals all of my hardware all by myself you know and it's yeah. like i was i got to a point where i was like you know what i'm just gonna be the singer yeah and then i just show up and prance on stage and fuck off afterwards yeah how I cool see your point. is that i you know but hopefully it wasn't anything to do with that the fact that you're um, giving up that drumming role for the sake of, for the reasons that I'm hearing, which is like, not the fact that you have to lug it all. You can tell people. I think that at least 50% of the reason was that. Yeah. But the idea of fighting the reason of saying, no, I'm the actual drummer in the, in the band. Uh, you know, but, but we also got pulled from so many different people talking to us back then. Yeah. Then uh, the final kind of, vote was that nobody knew where the voice was coming from that is a thing and so they wanted a presence up front Mm -hmm. so they made me play guitar Mm -hmm. and sing yeah and i think that was a mistake you think so i think if i was still playing the drums and singing today it'd be a thing yeah yeah it would be my thing you could just do a do what no means no do because i was actually talking to john wright from this band no means no and they put the drum kit over on the side and part of the reason was... So you can see the guy go like... So you can see the guy's face move. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you can see, you know, him sing. Yeah. So, but the... Yeah. We talked about that, too. So... Yeah, the idea... But that's also... But I you, think once you start messing with shit, then it goes downhill. Yeah, and you're adding a whole level of complication to what's already a smaller club or something that we're actually asking them to move all these microphones. Oh, yeah. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Can't you move the, them eight feet to the left? <laughs> no. We no, can't do that. Then we have to reset them. Are you high? <laughs> no, it's not what's happening. It's like um, 
I watched the Straight Outta Compton movie. Yeah. Did you watch that? Yeah, I have. We went, yeah. Saw it's it on cool, a date. eh? Yeah. It brings me back, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so cool. But like once everybody got their fingers in the pot, the whole thing got messed up, right? Yeah, there it's was... like always happens though. It's like yeah. this little pure, little intangible thing that yeah. happens with people, and this chemistry happens, yeah. and then somebody notices it, and it's gone. Yeah, you know what? I've been a victim of it too. And listening to people is also a struggle. You have to listen to someone who's who's supposed to be in a position of knowing something. Yeah, saying, "Well, you need to do these things before I can even shop you to." Oh yeah, it's. It's disgusting. I know, but it, I've been through that my whole life. Yeah. Like, just... Image-based. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's all about being... It's, it's really a unfortunate thing that art and uh, the pre presentation of art needs to have a pretty bow on it. But also the fact that um, the one question or the one uh, kind of... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, priority or... or <clears throat> stipulation that i had to have from each person that wanted to do something with me mm -hmm. was you have to pick what kind of music you write yeah and you have to be in a certain vein yeah. and i couldn't do that because right. i write pop music i write country music punk and rock and roll mm -hmm. so i yeah. couldn't get it Try to find your own sound yeah. is tough when somebody's trying to push you into now you're and a I pop think star. That if, I, this, if, I, if I just kept on just writing, it would form into one solid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's where I'm at now, like where yeah. I'm just writing for me and I don't care. Yeah, the idea too of growing as a musician and taking all of the things that are around you and taking it, making it yours, you don't necessarily need to have punk rock. You can yeah. have the ethics of punk rock that make you that all. But I, I don't even think about that when I but write. It's a, but I know, I know. But it's the whole thing that all sums together. That's you. That yeah. becomes you. And when you're that person, they don't need to say, well, "What are your influences?" And you say, "Well, I'm into punk rock." They don't need to know that because they already get it. You know what I mean? But I think like when you write, your influences are who you are as a human being. Like. Mm -hmm. When a song comes to you, like you, you don't think I'm gonna write this one, just it's like yeah, yeah, like yeah. do you know what I mean? When I work with bands that I respect, I end up writing a song that kind of sounds like them by accident. Yeah, yeah, and it's nothing. It, it's it's you're immersed into that. It's in your it's in your brain for that period of time. They've put something. Yeah, in. I agree. Yeah. Like it, whatever you're listening to, it will branch into your writing. Mm -hmm. Now the whole idea of someone coming to you and saying, you know, it's really hot right now, you know. Uh, you know, Buddhist throat singing. You should get into that. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, you know, it's a bad example. But they, it's a horrible example. That was horrible. It's the worst example. Um, but what if it was? What if it did? You know, like some guy in Mongolian throat thing, singing. Well, you'd have to be a beatboxer to do that. It became that. the you'd, new thing. Like, yeah. well, that's what I read. That would be special, Everybody man. Everybody walking around going, my voice is fucked. <laughs> Nobody can do that, though. Only that off, on top of a hill. Special. On a Mongolian two-stringed cat gut sort of weird instrument. A two-stringed cat. Cat, yeah. <laughs> Just a cat. <laughs> so, but, I mean, if someone came to you and said, this is what's the trend, go do that. It's not as sincere as just discovering it on your own. 
Yeah, but it's fun to do that too. You th- well, it is, but at the same like, time, I, I like. Do you know what I like? Um, when somebody gives me something that I have to do. Yeah. Well, you should That's get into commercials fun. then, because commercials are all about write a song that sounds like this, and then it's all sound alike stuff, so maybe you can get away I with having. Maybe you should. Ooh, oh, <laughs> what a scoop! <laughs> See you later. <laughs> I'm going down to pirate Mike, right now. <laughs> Mike's dropped. I'm out. <laughs> but I, I don't even live here. <laughs> do you know how hard it is to be a jingle jangle? Oh, I do. I do. I have some friends that are but very involved. That's a really with it. tough competition. That's almost like being like a Hollywood screen mm-hmm. or a soundtrack artist, right? Yeah. That's like all perfect place. Hans perfect Zimmer time. and yeah. all those fellas. Yeah, they've got it tightly wrapped up. There's no yeah. holes in that cloth, and there's no one getting in. That's true. I mean, if they are, they pay you nothing for five years to sort of weed out the shitty ones, and yeah. then the good ones stay. I have a friend who's very successful with it. Um, he sits in a room. And writes commercials nice. every day. It's his job, you know. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I, I mean, you're still being creative. Yes and no. I mean, but when somebody says, "I need to have this type of music," that you might feel that it's eating your soul, like horrible music. You know what I mean? Oh I need, yeah. I need something that sounds like a. Rave. But I mean, what's the difference between that and then producing like a horrible band that makes your ears bleed? Yeah. You know, I see your you point. have to do it in it's every a facet, right? Yeah, it's a I mean. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. How yeah. do you get, make a paycheck uh, as a musician? Mm-hmm. You have to do shitty fucking things that you don't want to do mm-hmm. unless you get really, really lucky, right? Yeah, and then you can start calling the shots. But, you know? uh, I mean, what I think about when I'm doing pub gigs and I'm playing cover tunes and, you know, I'm still enjoying singing. And I always pick tunes that I can stomach. So, mm-hmm. you know, I hope, yeah. I, I mean, I'm lucky because I get to sing stuff that I actually enjoy listening yeah. to. Um, it's not that far off from what I enjoy listening to. So, okay. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, for me, it's better than waitressing, you know? Yeah. It, yeah. Like I'd rather be paid less and play than do something like it's not about money for me. It's about money as survival for me until, yeah. uh, I mean, I just kind of don't even have a huge uh, vision of how to make a living completely making music. Like, I just, it doesn't even occur in my conscience. Like, I know, you know, that I will probably always have a secondary job for, you know, I mean, I don't want to. I'll I'll put it in my, you know, I'll put it out there to the stars that I really want to do this for the rest of my life and perform because I love performing. That's what I love to do. And I'm not going to stop performing no matter what. So, Yeah, there's a fine line, too, between playing every weekend for people that might not be too interested, like playing the wing hut or somewhere, you know, where its wings are coming out. And (laughs) And the uh, bathroom's on the stage. (laughs) How's your wings? (laughs) Wings You could turn in a little stand-up or something. Um, I've always, you know, see, for me, I've never really decided or made a concerted effort to say I'm going to go do covers. And I'm I gonna... can't. I can't do what you just described. Yeah. I'm lucky enough that I have gigs that it's somebody I know who's having a party, or it's yeah. somebody's birthday, mm-hmm. or um, you know, it's my friend's pub down the road that's kind of rock and roll. You know. Yeah. So they let us go off the handles a little bit yeah. and you've heard andrew my guitar player yeah absolutely yeah, like we get to rock out and we get the good feeling that fun feeling that high yeah. from playing together a full band? yeah yeah 
So, I mean, sometimes it's just Andrew and I, yeah. but even Andrew and I get off on each other. It's a great, Musically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a scoop. Yes. Um, no, the whole, the whole, when I described it, I described it as what I think to be the worst possible scenario. Oh God, I, I've done that though. I've yeah. done that and it wasn't fun at all. Yeah. Like, and it, that to me, I'd rather swallow razor blades than do yeah. that again. Yeah. And like, even when it comes to like... Oh, St. Patrick's Day. Okay. I used to do like seven gigs for St. Patrick's Day, like in, in like three days. And it was like, whoa, soul sucking <laughs> shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So now like I, now that I've been doing like I'm half Irish and I don't, I don't. I don't I'm not I do not not appreciate my roots. Okay. I love my roots. I love that I'm half Irish. But and we're in Toronto. We're not in Ireland. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. But um the, the St. Patrick's Day is the, most That's like, gone that's gone to the other side of the moon. Like yeah. when I started doing that, it was still kind of fun and also rebel-y and ballsy yeah. and now it's just turned into this huge commercial insanity like christmas right yeah well everything's sort of ramping up like that yeah. now you can buy a pumpkin now on september 1st for halloween i'm sure you can it's i saw them they're there like why would i want a pumpkin they're gonna be rotten in like two weeks right i don't know more for the kids to steal off your stoop and throw out cars danger Maybe. really dangerous i mean there'd be a class action lawsuit Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. well <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Well, no, the the you know the the idea of of I just like, finding what makes you happy and content in music is sort of what this whole thing is. This whole podcast is about what makes you what yeah. makes you keep going, and what from from what was left behind, what makes you keep going based on what you've already done. What you've already done. Well, it's it's hard because I need to do podcasts and stuff like this to constantly remind myself and mm -hmm. check in. Mm -hmm of where the hell I am. Cause sometimes I'll just be like, what, what, what happened? Yeah. Especially like if you go to like a one year old's birthday party and all your friends are around you and they all have their families and their children sure. and you go and saunter in and go, Oh, I guess I'll have a glass of wine and sit on the couch and talk yeah. to somebody's aunt. And yeah. I'm like looking at them and they've grown their families. They have their houses and their cars and their jobs and they've moved on. Mm -hmm. And here I am going, why am I doing this again? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why did I give all that up for this? Like, yeah. why? Well, there's always time, you know. But I mean, I have to be, I have to realize that I'm different. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that in an elitist way. No, I just no. mean that I've given, I have given up that stuff for my stuff. Right. But the one thing I can say is like on a Friday night, I don't have to get a babysitter to go and play a gig. Yeah. And I don't have anyone to answer to when I don't come home till two in the morning. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yes, definitely. So that's my trade off and it yeah. gets lonely sometimes, but I mean, it's, that's what I chose to do. If it's yeah. subconscious or not, that's what I chose to do. Yeah. I, I Also, there could be something, you know, that's going w way further back for that reason. But the fact is, is that you need to sort of, I mean, you, you've put something into perspective to say, this is the trade-off. You know, maybe I won't have kids ever. Or maybe I will, you know, but... I look around and I go, oh, this is kind of nice, you know, uh, Yeah. you know, this would be nice, you know, mm -hmm. in another life. See, this is my world and it's different than and it's somebody else's world, yeah. right? You know, and I'm not a, I don't mm -hmm. think people should have kids just because they can. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I no, and I, I, I mean, I'd love to have that life, but I know that I'm torn between that life and my life. There is a trade-off. Definitely. So, There's a trade-off, you know, but at the same time, you know, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to be sensitive about this because it's not. But I think it's different because I'm a woman. You think? Mm-hmm. Because mm -hmm. if I was a guy who is single right now, who is making music and, you know, doing what I do, then I don't think it would be, they'd be talking about having a wife and children and stuff. Yeah. You you're know what right. I mean? Like, it'd yeah. just be like, he's, yeah. he, that's who he is. He's yeah. a rock and roller. He's whatever he's a guitar player free spirit yeah yeah i see so. what you're saying yeah there's a diverse there's definitely a, a difference there especially at my age because mm -hmm. i'm at the pinnacle the, the, age <laughs> the like, oven is hot what <laughs> the oven is burnt <laughs> it is now decomposing <laughs> That was a Before sip. our <laughs> eyes. Oh, <laughs> uh, but is and you it's know rotting what? on the floor. <laughs> there's people. There's people out there that have. There's hope for everybody. Even men. I bet you. Before we die, mm -hmm. there'll be men, pregnant men. <laughs> you know, Ew. it's my right to have a baby because I'm a man. <laughs> men need to have babies because women have them. Uh, you want your all your quality and stuff. I don't think men would ever want to have babies. You want your equality and whatnot. You know, women. Mm. I don't think that's something they would fight for. You want to play drums in the man's world? <laughs> I want a baby. I don't know why. That's a th Simon, southern voice. I really don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> well, you know what? Could Caitlyn Jenner, if Caitlyn Jenner could have a baby? She wouldn't. She would. You think so? Well, I don't know. It would get Is her out of that man's birth? jail. It'd get her out of man's jail, that's for sure. Man's she's jail? He's not... He, she's not fully she yet. Right. So now she's <clears throat> probably going to go to jail for this thing... She did a while what? ago where she crossed over uh, the median on a highway. Shut up. And uh, someone was killed. It was his, her fault. Are you serious? When court, everything all happened over the past couple of months. She was sentenced she, as a man. She's probably going to get sentenced. Probably going to get sentenced as a man. Because well, she'll have to be in solitary confinement. <laughs> hasn't fully committed <clears throat> to the... <laughs> to that to that that's a really complicated case isn't it yeah that's a new age complicated case that's true i mean it's not really new age it's, it's just, just out of this world like i'm sure there's so many transgender people that have been incarcerated prior yes but it just hasn't even been talked about there's well there's rules apparently if you've committed by fully tr you know transitioning to a female meaning you get your winky cut off you can go to women's jail that's apparently the that the couple inches. <laughs> you can go to women's jail. You can sign go. up. <laughs> yeah, well, who wouldn't? You know, get your winky cut off here. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen uh, Orange is the New Black, and it looks pretty sexy, as far as I'm concerned. Oh yeah, I, I got through half an, of an episode and turned it off. Yeah, you weren't into it. No, no. It's, it's a weird. It's it 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 grows. It grows. I like uh, Longmire. I, you know what? I didn't watch that, and I should have because it has. Oh gosh, what's I was her calling name? it Quagmire for a while. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, it's Longmire. Longmire had the girl that played Starbuck on Battlestar Galactica. Oh, was that the blonde chick? Say, Katie Sackhoff. Okay. Yes, yeah, she was she's in battle. Cute. She's amazing. Speaking of Orange Is the New Black, she's yes. cute. She's and I think she's. Uh, she pitches the other side. Awesome. From what I so there's. So do you have her phone number? Uh, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> oh, he's putting the phone up to the no, mic. But I just got a text from Mr. Cam Carpenter. There's a name drop for you. Oh my god, I know him. Yeah, he's on the podcast coming up in a couple weeks. No way. Will he's you a tell good him man. I say hello? I will. 
I really like him. Tell him you're talking to me right now. Okay. Hold Say, on. Say, I'm talking to Stella and we're doing a podcast right now. Okay, hold on. And she says hi. Silence. We're texting. We're, can you see us texting? We're doing it right now. Uh, Say hi, Cameron Carpin. <laughs> this is the best podcast ever. <laughs> I'll just eat a cookie while he's doing that, okay. just to entertain you. Mmm. Uh, White chocolate. Mm hmm. Oh my god. P A N A C C I. Yeah, it gave me two ends. Well, it's wrong. She says hi. There you go. Here you go. It really happened. There you go, Steve. Steve Jobs just got a a quote there. Um, (laughs) This is going to drive people nuts. Because they usually get here. cookies and tea and <laughs> texting and bantering. E- eating cookies on it's your. Just, I'm eating it's cookies like in your our head. Our little show that we've just made for ourselves today. Yeah, it's very interesting. So, um, I really enjoyed the memory part, though. Yeah, we actually. The funny thing is, we do go way back, like, and then like, do you remember going to the library and putting on shows and pickering? Don't I, you remember, like, um, I remember Pizza Pinos. Oh my God! Do you yeah. remember the big fight at Pizza Pinos? No, I I sort of came there later. The skinheads. Uh, There's no. a big fight in the parking lot with Tell the story. Marco Landini. Oh, I, remember? <laughs> yeah, I know the name. Marco. Yeah. And um, remember Jeff, the weird dude with the red hair, and he hung out with um, that weird tall guy who was the artist. No, but Marco, oh. Mar- I told this story. I think I've told this with what Justin Small, the Marco Landini story. We got in a fight with his band on stage and it turned into a wrestling match. And there was this guy's vintage saxophone on the side of the yeah. stage and they both crashed onto it and squished it. No way. And they that destroyed. was the night. It was this the was night. in Toronto, though. No. OK, yeah. well, Justin Small was there, too, at Pizza yeah. Pino's. Yeah. I'm sure he was. Yeah. And it was Jeff. Oh, what's his name? Uh, if Justin was here, he'd know. Pizza Pino's was a, a very actual popular place next to the coffee house, which is what the oh, yeah. what, um, Jaime and... and uh, Alvaro, Alvaro, Boris. They used to put on, like, it's an all-ages venue. Nine. And it was all these crazy places. Like, there's two or three places to play in in Ajax and Pickering. Later on, it became like, there's a place called the Chameleon. Didn't became... Sum 41 come out of Ajax? Oh, yeah. 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 The Chameleon, though. They were more Chameleon-based. Mm. The, the club, the Chameleon, which is run by Edgar... What was his last name? Winter? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Blonde-haired albino guy. Edgar... Oh, he lived in Greenwood. I can't remember his last name right now. Huh. But the Pizza Pinos was like early days place to play. I remember showing up there... Uh, and with just my I instrument. I think it was because like, it was like this old Italian man who owned it and he sold us all beer. <laughs> Remember? Yeah, and they didn't care. Like they were Underage? Uh, yeah. yeah. They didn't care about who was there or why they were there or no, the they music. They were making money. They were, just, they were just doing it. But the thing is, is that not a lot of places would allow that, like an all-ages place to play. Pizza Pinos. Yeah, I remember just showing up and playing. And then we went on tour the next day on our very first trigger happy tour but oh, we yeah. decided let's go to pinos let's go to pizza pinos and play and same day we ended up going up to brome 
and played in Rome no in that way. little community center. We did the two shows in one day that we just showed up to. Like, oh my god, Brome equals Howie for me. Howie. Howie, Howie. man. Howie man. Howie like, man. He remember the parties he had in oh, Brome? Oh, I do. Oh my gosh. Remember he made he made all these bands chip in for a rehearsal space yeah, above in his the garage. Yeah. And uh we chipped in and then we practiced there maybe once. And then he said, my parents won't let you practice here anymore. So wow. we chipped in all this money for, for to basically renovate his loft. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> yeah, Sounds like it. Yet another posse days. <laughs> he and... told me he sang for all. He told me that he sang for the Smiths. He's a compulsive liar. Yeah, he had me and Nicole in the back of his car. My friend Nicole. Uh, yeah. And her big brother, Chris, was... Yeah. That's why we got to hang out with them because we were the little kids, yeah. and he told us all these stories. He was awesome. His 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 imagination runs really wild. Yeah, he would basically tell stories to the point of and truly believing what he was saying by the end. Convincing, of it. yeah, so convincing. Uh, he had some great. There's some so many great Howie stories. Yeah, uh, Howie though. Tell the story on how how he he moved down to what to L.A. Um, apparently he... This could all be bullshit, by the way. Well, <laughs> he lives in Los Angeles, I think, or, or did. And he bought a locker in an old um, storage facility. And when he opened the door, uh, it was filled with Michael Jackson paraphernalia. From photos to reel-to-reels. Like millions of dollars. what have you. Yeah. So he bought this. And then about three months later, Michael Jackson dies. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So he, being the entrepreneur he is, contacts the family, and him and Mrs. Jackson start writing a book together. That's insane. And using all the photos and whatever. So he got a bunch of money. Yeah. So he, he is, became a millionaire. I he think. became a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> He's amazing. Yeah. But didn't he have like nude wrestling with Yap with yet another? Posse? They did this punk rock wrestling night. Where was that part of that? At the Opera House or something? Yeah, they did like punk rock wrestling that actually was really popular. Yeah. There's good shots of uh, Bill Gregory, Billy Gregory, with like his face all smashed up because he decided that he would wrestle. No way. He was wrestling girls? Yeah, it was just wrestling men and getting the shit kicked out of them. I thought it was like girls in bikinis wrestling each other. Oh, that might have been... That was that was like porno wrestling or something. <laughs> oh, he was Howie might have been involved with that. Uh -huh. My favorite Howie moment is when we went and did Electric Circus for yet another posse. Okay, I remember that. And Al Nolan and I were in the back. Yeah, we thought this was awesome because we're at Electric Circus and yet another posse's playing. And uh, there's a moment in the song where Howie takes his hat off and he throws it and it happens to hit the biggest, blackest man in the room. No way. <laughs> and this band is no joke. And he's like, ah, like hits the guy with the peak of his hat right in the, right between oh, the eyes. Oh my God. And we're watching this thing go down. It was hilarious. That were was, you on the floor laughing? Uh, we were in the back and all you could see is our hands. Because oh we were like, gosh. just, yeah, Al Nolan and I, it was so Did much fun. Did the guy fun. try to kick the shit out of him? Or I don't know what happened. I think Howie told the story, but I don't believe it. But whatever he said, he's like, he was like, the black guy sort of like was going to like do something and he didn't. So that just sounds like a Howieism. There's nothing you can believe. Howie, <laughs> I got a great one. Howie met this girl and uh, somewhere in Oshawa or whatever. And he says he had his number. We all had pagers at the time. And he, who, we, we she had, had his we had number? We had pagers. Everybody had a yeah. pager. 
and uh, Howie's, we're sitting in Moby's basement, Mark Holman's basement, and uh, Howie, Howie's like, uh, you know when you turn a pager on, it makes a specific sound rather than a page. So he goes and he looks at it and he goes, turns it on. Oh, that's why she never paged me. My pager's been off. He completely made a fictitious story about this chick who was supposed to call him. And yeah. Yeah, that's Howie. Howie, man. Oh, yeah. Yep. So what you doing with yourself these days? You playing music. I am playing music. I'm writing music. Um, What's the um, style? Well, as I say, um, Jordan and I released um, an album last year. Like It was an EP. Mm-hmm. And it was called The Angry Moon. And the uh, title is called Suffering Psyche. Mm-hmm. And it's... Um, Five song EP. We did a video. It's on YouTube. If you want to look it up, it's, it's good. The Angry Moon, Live mm-hmm. Like We Never Die. Mm-hmm. And actually, the song Live Like We Never Die is all about being in a band and, and growing up in mm-hmm. Toronto. Oh, cool. Okay. So I have mention of Betty Ann and Senlac, which is the crossroads where we used to hang out after school, which was my friend's house. We used to go skateboarding and go mm-hmm. to the Earl Bales Park and yeah. snowboard and stuff. And um, it has mention of uh, Grasshopper in it. Ooh. Because Derek. Derek, yeah. He used to come over. Um, he came over a couple of times and we thought he was like the biggest rock star ever. Like, What, what years was this? Oh, 92, 93. Yeah. That's when Grasshopper right? first played, like came, because they were like a, a West End band. Yeah. That infiltrated our scene. Oh, yeah. But I mean, he was the hippest guy ever because yeah. he had long dreads and he's like this white skinny dude and going out with this beautiful black woman. Yeah. And he was just a, a, like a eccentric to us and mm-hmm. very big in presence. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, um, I mentioned a whole bunch of um, little pinnacle points about growing up in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Jordan and I did that. And then I went to New York for the summer. And, um, I played a lot in, um, Long Island when I was there in the Hamptons this summer, um, at, uh, Stevens talk house, which is one of the main venues out there. And I started to make friends out there mm-hmm. and I, I met a few great musicians and I really want to, you know, maybe nurture that in the future to go back and play with them. Yeah. Um, I have, um, a couple of things that I'm working on right now. Mm-hmm. Just um, projects, as always. Like, there's always, I don't know, when you're when you're just kind of constantly doing this, you always have your fingers in a bunch yeah. of things, right? It's so. hard to ramp something up. Yeah, it's, it's like <laughs> I have uh, my makeup artist waiting for me, and yeah. I'm doing a video, and it's yeah. like, no, I'm just a working musician. Yeah, if you do a bunch of things at the same time, it's tough to find a deadline when something needs to stop being something or be yeah like done. it's just like I, I it's not very exciting yeah. i don't know what to tell you i well, I, mean, I play music yeah i um play gigs and um i write music and i try to pitch it to um different artists um and get it onto commercials or television or yeah. uh documentaries or or you know what have you so. scoring is an interesting thing for sure scoring's awesome scoring is i've only done it that's why i'm single <laughs> yeah. scoring is a neat a neat thing because a lot of it is i know a lot of people who do it well not a lot i know a few people that do it professionally and they're always constantly doing something that has they don't even have a scene yet but they'd be writing something that fits yeah a mood and then they move on and then they have it in their little bag of songs. So when someone says, comes to them with a movie, 
or with a documentary, they already have half of it written. Oh, of course. So uh, that's what you do, though, right? You have yeah. a catalog of material, yeah. and you keep working on it. And then my favorite thing to do is collaboration. Yeah. So that's what Jordan and I are really good at. Jordan mm -hmm. Zadarozny, he uh, started... Um, well, he ha he's had a studio in Pembroke for years in this dingy old bank. Um, it had, like, you know, crappy heating and mold and stuff. <laughs> And uh, he ended up moving out to a beautiful farm, 60 acres, and building a beautiful brand new studio. And it's oh, cool. like 60 by 20 feet. Oh, and that's big, it's yeah. his little hovel now. Yeah. I said, don't be careful because you're going to turn into Phil Spector out there. Because <laughs> yeah. he gets really in introverted. Yeah. Gets quiet. You know? And yeah. that's like, a, a, that's sometimes an issue with having a comfy space you don't want to leave well yeah it, was, it goes with the whole thing that you, when you're working on music and trying to find something to, to an end of something oh yeah you can be always writing oh. songs if you're making an album for you mm -hmm. you can have all these songs he written, does that all the time and then there's a constant like circle of love and hate for the songs you wrote and then you seem to I, and you can tweak them and go back always and never change. finish it you know yeah what there needs to be like when you deal with podcasts there's um it's called an rss feed so you could actually, if you screwed up the podcast or if the file breaks, you can just put a new file in place. Mm -hmm. I wonder how awesome it would be to start a whole website where you write a song and you put the first incarnation of it, but then you can then keep changing if you write the song. It would serve the needs for all these people. It would, go, it would people. go into like... Yeah. It'd be like broken telephone. You can or something. listen to the same song or a kaleidoscope or for something. a year because it was rewritten and it still has the same name or working title. Oh, I'm going to work on Okay. I'm, we're part of my racing now <laughs> with this million dollar idea. <laughs> but it, it'd be kind of neat, right? Because if you're an artist and someone likes to, your stuff, like we're, um, we have been well, talking. It's like a collective. Absolutely. But the only thing with the collective is that. It works when it works, when it's flowing, but then There's if a lot of somebody clack. doesn't like something, mm -hmm. it kind of gets yeah. stopped. I'm thinking for so. the person that has his own studio, though. That person that sits either in his basement or in a barn mm. that can sit there and write a song and then take a twist on it. And then whatever that old version of it, it's gone because it's growing into this other type of song. It's or, hard to let go of that first version, though. I know. I tend to feel like the first version of something... It's the best. It is the best. Yeah. That's, I, you know, I've been guilty of it, not writing lyrics on the spot, because then this song just becomes this but idea. You, you capture the, like, the first recording of mm -hmm. it is usually the best. The first idea of it is yeah. usually the best. Yeah. And I, I mean, obviously there's room to grow sometimes when you're songwriting, yeah. um, but I find that sometimes, even with me and Jordan, um, the tweaking takes away the essence of what it was there yeah. and it's totally intangible and you can't yeah. i can't describe it to him but mm -hmm. i know when it's gone when it works though you can flip the song on its ear and say a completely change say the bridge mm -hmm. and then it gives it a whole new that to me that's the room but if you start saying if i went from this chord to that chord or that chord to this chord instead yeah, but i'm even talking about production yeah i'm oh, talking the sound. about the actual sound yeah. of the recording yeah when he gets to into it, it yeah. and it plays with it too much i mm -hmm. feel like the essence of the song is gone yeah and we're in a we're in a we're in a world now where we could set a drum kit up right here record it capture, as we did as we did yes we did and we're and gonna guess play what? some of it. i think you really did a good job well, in recording you. that thanks like yeah. i felt like i was like wow that sounds good it's to me uh, that is the whole thing now about recording with me is that it you can put the whole recording studio in the back of your car take it to a spot 
throw mics up, make it sound as good as possible. Mm-hmm. And then you're capturing something now. And I think that's what's missing with like what we were just talking about. I would with music. love you to come back and do another recording with Anytime. me. Anytime. We'll do yeah. it. Yeah. Like just like that. Yeah. Like that was fun. Even if you brought your full band, we oh, could yeah. figure something out. Are you allowed to make noise in this? Not really. Yeah, if it was but just could, Monday you know afternoon. What? Like, what if like I had a show or something? You came mm-hmm. down and recorded it. Absolutely. Yeah. That would be fun. I have the means. Oh my god, let's do it. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I should probably let you go because it's getting close to our. Uh... No. I know. I uh, I enjoyed this conversation. Uh, I, we should do I don't this. know if we had a, if we got anything musically got, out of it, but I we could start a gossip. I know, show. just a whole show. We like could this. just do this. Coffee. Like, to, oh, that's already taken. <laughs> we'll call it like uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, but under the bridge downtown with Simon and Stella. Hi, I'm Simon. I'm Stella. And we're going to talk today about anything that goes. And here we go. <laughs> so, what do you think about Ash? Ashley Simpson's new daughter or son, not sure. Don't quote me on it. <laughs> it doesn't need to be perfect. Not sure. <laughs> I think the new name is Jagger. I think that's a great name, and I really think that you really should have called him Jagger Mick. I don't Simpson. think that rings as well as Jagger Simpson. Jagger Jaga Simpson sounds like a criminal already. Sound like from Long Island. We've got to go to Long Island to do I it. I just caught back from Long Island. It was a blast. Mm. Well, let's end this off. Um, thanks so much. And uh, I'm going to play all the music we recorded. And I'm going to try and get some of the, um, the music off of YouTube, if it's okay, that you did with Jordan. If yeah. That's okay. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So we'll play some yeah. music and we'll make this into something and we'll. Uh, yeah, like just bits and bites. Do it up. That's me. All right. All right. Awesome. Out. Miss Stella Maria Panacci. That was fun. That was a long one too. So, and it's going to get even longer because I got one more song to play for you before we end the show. Fetchclass.com. Don't forget to go there. Amazon affiliate program or the click-through program. Go to applelog.ca and click on the banners. Also, if you're there, click on the Musician's Friend banner and support the show out any which way you can. Patreon.com slash And that's all I got to tell you. Follow me on Twitter at SimonHead666. Like the show on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash Pod. Don't forget about my live show that's going to have Justin Small and Stella Panacci on the show. It's going to be more music, more talking, and more laughter. <laughs> Don't forget to go shopping, everybody. Go shopping. Go to apologue.com slash shop. And I got some music up there as well. T-shirts and music. Whee! That is all I got to say, everybody. Next week, I'm not sure. Oh, I have Kevin Lamb on the show next week. He's a photographer, and he's a super cool dude. And I met him because he took this great picture of Scott McCullough from the show a couple of shows ago. I asked him to use the picture, and I found out that the guy is making a book. And so we sat and talked and uh, had a good time. So, everybody, here's the last song. This one is called Devil Lives Down the Road. It's by Stella Panacci, and I appreciate you all listening. Thank you so much. Here it comes. Get on the right or 
I'll take you straight to hell You'll be washed up before you start to go I hope you learn cause you don't know A little girl, don't you know what you got? You gotta touch the iron to believe that it's hot You're thinking you're bad, but you know that you're not All this talk, what you got to show Oh, oh no The devil lives down the road Oh no, the devil lives down the road